Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code RAMBLE at the checkout. A better web starts with your website. Goo goo barabba jaggle, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome <laughs> to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Jim's here. Hello. Luke. All right. Pete. What's your problem? Not got one yet, but let's find one, ladies and gentlemen. Now then, Robbie Fowler's launched a property academy for buy-to-let investors to learn the tricks of the trade. Why are you so surprised? You wrote that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I still don't believe you it. You must have forgotten. Well, he... <laughs> Just like Kevin Keegan's Clown Academy. But yeah. Sort of. Yeah. More money, though. <laughs> Much more, more reliable money, in terms a of investment. More, a lot more real. Success. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Longer term, mm. yeah. I'd say. That might be an early record for Keegan. About 30 seconds, that was. Before <laughs> Keegan got yeah. a mint. Well, uh, didn't see it coming from me, though, did you? No, I didn't. No, yeah. actually, no. The founder, yeah. of course, he famously owns many properties across the northwest of England, which he rents out. Now, if you had to have a landlord from the world of football, who would take your fancy, Jim? James Milner. I, <laughs> I don't want my landlord fucking about just <laughs> on the hanging around when he comes over, just yeah. like making idle chit chat. Milner would get in, he would get the job done, he'd be on it straight away, like you'd ring him up, he'd be straight round or he'd send someone round and he mm. he just he'd be he'd be good. Yeah. You don't want an over familiar landlord, you're not gonna get that with old Monster Munch Jaw. I like that. I very yeah, I think much he's like a good, that. I think that's a good selection. Uh, I I'd endorse that. Yeah. And obviously yeah. he's earning a wedge. Yeah, exactly, so he, yeah. he could feasibly get into he's the property earning wedges. Game. He probably is in the property game. Yeah, a lot of them are, I think. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe he's in the uh, academy. Mm. In the academy. Uh, Luke, who are you going to go for? I'm going to go for Roy Hodgson. Mm. I think he'd be a very friendly, very reliable man. I think he's the sort of guy that you'd call him up and he would say, yeah, okay, that sounds fine. Just get it done and I'll pay for it. I think he'd be that kind of landlord. What's which the I problem? Like. He'd say, what's yeah. the problem? Yeah, he would. But is he, it what? Yeah, but he, <laughs> is what the problem? <laughs> You're right there, mate. You can have your answer in a minute. So don't don't do I'm your best stuff now. I'm helping. I also made a note here that Terry Venables will be, Terry Venables will be a slum landlord. <laughs> Terry Venables. Terry yeah. Venables. I, I wish that in a way I wish the question was who wouldn't you want to be a slum? Yeah, no. Yeah. Terry Venables oh, would, he could, would he'd um, be with like a fake estate agent called Gordon Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do you know what I thought and when I was flipping Henry. When I was thinking about this con- uh, question earlier, I thought uh, my my uh, thoughts immediately turned to Terry Venables. I thought, mm. what sort of landlord would he be? And I thought, <laughs> the first thing I thought of is he'd be the co- kind of landlord who would give you his number, yeah. but every time you rang it, it would have that t- dying tone like he was overseas. Oh, yeah. He'd mm. always be overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would never get anything done. Yeah. And um, <laughs> y- you'd get really aggressive letters from him. Like, he wouldn't give you a deposit back. <laughs> no yeah, chance. Yeah. No and, way. In the, in and the, he in... wouldn't give you a reason for it. <laughs> no. Like, you, you, wouldn't, you might have done stuff. You know, you might be thinking, oh, well, I did punch the wall that time Spurs scored. Yeah. Um, Would he threaten you? Uh, is with... he going to be annoyed about that? But you in... never find out why you don't get the deposit. You'd never back. hear from him again. No, exactly. In the inquest to your carbon monoxide death, <laughs> yeah. he would be quoted as saying, they, "They just fell asleep." Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going forever. forever. <laughs> he would he would allude to the possibility that he may use violence to get money out of you. Can I really be expected to monitor carbon monoxide output in every single one of my properties? <laughs> That's what you got to ask. You yourself. would never <laughs> ever get this with Milner. No, He'd be no, all over no, the carbon no, no, monoxide no, 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 levels. Yeah. No, he, he would have just know that, or he'd delegate. He would have read the regulations like from start to finish Absolutely. several times, <laughs> mm. I, I, I while was, doing other things. It's mm. so nice to hear you having a go at Terry Reynolds, Luke, because it, you've not been given a chance not in the last few years. He's not, not, and that's not, that's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> the last time, had a, last time I had a go at him was because of his beard, and when he did that singing thing for the World Cup. Please let my dream be a fire escape. Yeah. 
please let my dream be a properly regulated fire extinguisher in the kitchen. Yeah. A fire blanket at the very least, Harry. Yeah. Come on. Luke, I, ideally both. Yeah. Mm. Was your first ever complaint um, in, in, a, in a broadcasting... Well, I've got Roy. I've got Roy. You know, in a broadcasting arena. No, not that. No. Um, OK. Um, Luke's going for Roy Hodgson. Yes. Like that. Like that. Uh, Pete, what about yourself? I'd go for uh, Stephen Bywater. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, cast your minds, well, ladies and if, if he's got a portable toilet and a horse box and a sex doll in the front yard... That's what he did, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine, what, imagine what crazy shit he's got behind closed doors. Oh, It'd be yeah. amazing. The thing I like about that is that sounds like the sort of thing Pete would have made up, but it is true. Yeah, yeah, mm. it is true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, though, is that not a bad choice? Because Stephen Bywater, your landlord, would be doing things to piss off your neighbours <laughs> with his property. Yeah, exactly. It would well, be fun. It would, it would nothing to do with you. Like, the, the sex doll was here when we came. You've said that before. I don't, care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care whether your kids are crying. It's, it's a feature. <laughs> It's a you got to explain it all to them sooner it's a, or later. It's a bywater feature. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. For some reason, I'm put in mind of that, that that viral video, that video that went viral of uh, a bloke who a or, viral video. Yeah, <laughs> a kid, a kid who um who did it when it was snowing last, did a massive snow cock and balls in his garden, oh, yeah. and then filmed his mum coming home from work. Mm. I can imagine Steve Bywater doing that. It may well have been Stephen Bywater <laughs> to that kid's mum again, yeah. just in the future. Yeah. <laughs> the, fe- the fence is, uh, is fallen down, Stephen. You come home and it's just been re- replaced by I don't know, like the, the innards of a whale. Like yeah. a, his rib cage. No, a whale's rib cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, he's already got mentioned. I think I would have Keegan. Actually. Yeah. He'd never get anything done. No, but he'd think, be so well-meaning. Yeah, but think about it. Though, he would go like, to fix like the oven, and the whole house would fall down. <laughs> he'd, yeah. he'd, come in, he'd come in with a cement mixer, yeah. and he'd just end up covered in cement. Yeah, yeah it would be Chaplin-esque. Well, I was thinking more. Um, look, come on, you haven't paid the rent for six months. Shall I just give you the la- all right? Just give us last month's rent before you go, and we'll call it quiz. <laughs> so you basically want to rip him off. You want him as a landlord, so you can rip him off. I imagine Pete's got something to say about it. <laughs> Taking advantage of people's good nature. Yeah, mm. oh, I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> Who would I have? Uh, Sven, probably. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Just, just to or, hang out. Again. Or, or Dimitro Albertini. A terrible choice for Sven. <laughs> Albertini would be all right. If you, if, if you had, to reach, I would think. If you had Sven as your landlord... I mean, you'd have Hammersmith. Yeah, your rent would be London. 500 grand a year. <laughs> no, because I, I think that he would be quite lenient with that kind of thing because he would, he would probably have some kind of a gold apartment stored away. Which he doesn't tell the tax man. Well, about. you're going to rent it, and he would be like, "Just look after that for me." Oh, that, that would be nice. There that you go. Nice, you see, yeah. wouldn't, well, want, wouldn't want Jack. He's going to have a hot tub in it. That's why. Wouldn't want Jack Warner, would you? No, landlord? certainly no. not. What about Ronaldo? He's renting his Rio apartment to set batter for six weeks in the summer for a reported sum of four hundred and four thousand pounds. He didn't dish out the points. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. What about Ronaldo? Oh, you could have Ronaldo. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, he did, yeah, he did love a house party though. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is expensive. Thank you for your apartment, El Phenomenal. Yeah, he would have. He would throw house parties around your place as well. Which yeah, would be fun. But they're going to be good. Yeah, they're not going to be like terrible student parties. No, they're going to be decent. Yeah, but he would have about, you know, nine a week. And yeah. It would just be get a bit much, would it not? Yeah, but not in your house, in his own. Well, that's true. He would Listen, Se- if Sep can stick it out for six weeks, I reckon <laughs> I could do two months. <laughs> Sep's about 80. True. I- I'm going to give Jim the points again. Well done, Jim. It's, well, it's, well, well done to James Milner for yeah. being no nonsense. It's only yeah. fair. It's only fair. Um, let's go to the FA Cup. Um, Hull first. Mm. Let's talk about Hull Sheffield United first. It was 5 3 to Hull, an incredible game. Um, and poor old Sheffield, I say poor old Sheffield, I mean a remarkable run has come to an end. But it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's great to see Hull in their first um, major final. I mean, mm. uh, they won no. the playoffs, of course. And did you say no? Yeah, I just, I can't, was kind of hoping that, I don't know, somehow they'd both lose. <laughs> You'd hoping it was given the even. FA Cup. Yeah, okay, right. Because <laughs> I don't trust them. Right, yeah. well, we'll come to Arsenal in a minute, Jim, in a minute. But uh, but great for Hull. And, uh, it was a brilliant goals. game as yeah. well, by the way. It really was. Brayford with his mega beard again. Yeah. How, you, you know, how, the rest of him did the work, but the beard was still good. <laughs> the beard was there. beard was for punctuation, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a shame that, um, that Clough and his men didn't get to the final. A League One side, though, all the mm. way in the semis. No League One teams have ever reached the cup final, I don't think. I don't think sorry, I don't think any third-tier team has ever reached the cup final. Yeah. yeah. And they would have been the first team to do it. And obviously with uh, Brian Clough... As his father, who never won it, famously, mm. it would have been fitting. But I mean, I think it was a big ass. Wasn't Nigel Clough done a good job at Sheffield United since he's come in there, mm. and um, I think I get the feeling that he's sort of made his mistakes now, Clough, and his best best days as a manager might be in front of him. But I thought Sheffield United showed a lot. I thought it started really well. Um, they Two fought, one up at half time. Exactly, and they forced yeah. players who have been actually decent and reliable as far as I've seen this season, like Curtis Davis and Tom Huddleston, 
Well, Tom Hansen had a poor first half, mm. and, and it was telling that he actually got his foot on the ball and, and managed to affect the game a lot more in the second half that they actually went on to win the game because obviously he's got the quality. Yes. But Sheffield United's runs are really good, and, 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 they, and they really put uh, her under pressure. And Jose Baxter, who, in my view, I mean, from what I've seen, is far too good to be playing in League One. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, took, took his goal well and, and, and was a standout player. But you saw in the second half, that, as you say, Hull just kind of thought, no, 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 we're the Premier League team. Yeah. Well, you wonder, what, you wonder in that sort of situation what a manager says to his players. I mean, do you reckon Steve Bruce was like, come on? He's sick a rock up their ass and say, come on, you've got to do better than this. I mean, you've well, got- he has to. I think that, I think that um, Sheffield United started so well in the, in the first half and uh, that kind of occasion, obviously they're the underdogs. So sometimes mm. with, 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 with Hull and certainly with Arsenal, you could say that they were a bit cagey and were kind of feeling their way around. You know what it's like when you play someone who's worse at you at a sport or anything? Yeah. You don't just batter them straight away. You kind of figure them out and say, OK, let's, let's see what they've got. And actually, Sheffield United showed that they did have a little and, bit. And, and Sheffield United did tire. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, quite often the difference was, you know, you, you see this in cup ties with teams from a few divisions below uh, their opponents. It is the fitness that makes a difference. And, that, you know, that last 20, 15 minutes of the game is, is where it all comes unstuck because, you know, it's, they're just chasing shadows after a while. Which is crazy, isn't it? Because fitness levels... Yeah, but it's just because they haven't got as much of the ball. Isn't it? And it's, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. true. But, um, Huddleston showed um, two good feet for his goal. It was a really well-taken oh, yeah. goal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's nice to see. I think we all talked about this a while back, to see players who are genuinely two-footed. Um, Hudson seems to be, able to be pr- pretty efficient with both his feet. I liked it when Stephen Quinn came on. He really offered them something different as well. He he made some really nice runs, and um, I, I sort of felt like Sheffield United towards the end of the game. <clears throat> Obviously, they're chasing the game at some point, so mm. it was it was difficult for them in patches. But I felt that they sort of exhausted themselves really in, in the first half, and they were and they sort of stopped picking up all the runners, and and it became. Um, it became sort of a little bit easier for Hull. But you can't be too harsh on Sheffield United. I mean, they've had some run. They've knocked it's out some good teams. They've knocked out some good Premier They were knackered. Yeah. I think as soon as the match started, they were like, oh, we're not playing Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to play Wednesday. Mm. It would have been easier, <clears throat> Pete. <laughs> Pete, would you like to see Steve Bruce lift in the FA Cup? No, I would not. Yeah. <laughs> if, if only to you know, wipe the image of his already distorted face from the reflection of the cup. Mean. Would you I like to see, see it? Yeah, would you like to see it? Might, it might, might make him beautiful. <laughs> drinking <laughs> drinking from yeah. the other cup. That's the secret. Yeah. It's, it's the elixir of life, yeah. He could drink it and it could be like the ending of Indiana Jones. I mean, I think Steve Bruce deserves a great amount of the latest one. And his face would unmelt. Yeah, with well, well, the Nazis' faces come on. Oh, yeah. okay. Steve Bruce is not a Nazi. Let's make that clear. <laughs> He's not um, said anything to the contrary. Yeah, uh, true. He's never announced Nazism. I don't think we should assume Nazism if someone doesn't explicitly Nazi, say Nazi. In, in this little debate, innocent. I'm Team Luke. Okay. Can I be the first to say? Can I just be the first to say? Don't name the show anything to do with Nazism. Yeah? What Steve uh, Bruce is a Nazi? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, okay, specifically, right. not that. Um, Steve <laughs> Bruce might be a Nazi. Yeah. Is, is that not more expe- acceptable? He isn't. He really isn't. Well, he might no. be. Is that he's why he's right? He's never renounced it. Yeah. Is that why he didn't get an England? Neither cap? of you actually, Luke. That's no, why he's never cap for England. Nobody knew that David Boy was interested in all that Nazi memorabilia until he tried to cross the border. And, so. Lemmy, and Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, exactly. Another one. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Can we talk about something else? Please. Um, I was going to say, what a season Hull have had. Yeah. I mean, like, given that, as Marcus was saying to me on the way here, um, Hull would tip for relegation pretty pretty much mm, from the start. Mm. They're going to be... I mean, they may well finish just about mid-table, and they could win the FA Cup. I mean, well, the FA Cup final mid-table. You give that to a Hull fan before the season. Would you, wow. would you argue that Steve Bruce probably is in the same boat as uh, Clough in that his best years are in front of him? I think, see, I think he's. I think he, I think he probably will be. Yeah, because he's still mm. relatively young for a manager. I mean, he's got to, not not young, but he's got a lot not of years ahead of him. No, no. He's got a big I, head I, of him. I said that, and I imagined this face in my head, and was like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> but he has got due a, for a time. He has got a few years ahead of him. I think. Yeah. yeah, he may well. He may well. But the problem is these days with modern football and stuff is that realistically, what Steve Bruce and Hull got ahead of them. I mean, they, yeah. we can't say. Oh, yeah. If they do, even if they don't win the FA Cup, yeah. how do you top a cup final appearance and a sort of you know mid-table finish yeah. without really pulling up? you know as Hull City it's almost like a Tony Pullis thing at Stoke he's, he's mm. done an amazing job and all of a sudden after, after yeah. a while that becomes less and less of a good job because he can't yeah, progress you, yeah, yeah. You, it's harsh you really. achieve yourself out of a job exactly mm. maybe, maybe you're, you're basically fired on the standards that you set for yourself yes yeah. because yeah. yeah, he's gone as far as he can maybe a new field but if Arsenal get in the top four that means Hull, Hull will be in Europe if they don't win the cup yeah so, of course amazing so yeah it could, it could be a, again could be but I mean is that <laughs> That could actually be part of the reason that they have such a difficult 
next season to follow up. You know, like uh, as Swansea had. You know, when they won the League Cup and ended up in Europe. And it's so difficult. It's it so many more games for a team that are trying to just consolidate themselves. I mean, what was um, Roberto Martinez saying about players he needs to? Um he needs to bring in if they're going to be in the Europa League or mm. in Europe next season. He said they need to bring in so many new players. Like eight, yeah. So he's saying like seven or eight players because the squad just won't be thick enough. Yeah. Filling up. Um, on that note as well, Arsenal still got a play hole in the league this season. So it might yeah, be in yeah. their interest to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. <laughs> I, was thinking, I, was, I thought you were going to say a few big challenges. No, well, maybe. Or maybe. I don't, I don't imagine Arsenal do that. They've got hardly any players left as it is. Indeed. Mm. Yeah, that's I, I, If Flamini's available, I'm sure he'll... Probably do the legwork of the rest of the team yeah. where that's concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hull will be playing Arsenal in the final. Yeah. Arsenal won four two on pens after it finished one all. I was after, there after extra time. Luke was there. I was at the game. Yeah. Jim, I want your opinion. Sorry, sorry. No, that wasn't it's to f- cut you off. No, it's f- fair that you did because I was about to say no, I was horrifically drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really. I wasn't really. I would have been at the game as well, but I was <laughs> moving house, and I think I probably got the less stressful of the two options. Yeah, um, certainly. Less the majority boring. of the game. <laughs> now, what I was going to say is that people are kind of having a go at Arsenal saying, oh, oh look at them celebrating that they got to the Cup uh, Final. Is that is not... such joyless bullshit. Is it not They're fair They're celebrating enough? getting to the FA yeah. Cup Final. That is beneath no team. Yeah. I, I, I find that really frustrating. I think that's one of those kind of... Uh, it's just a symptom of the way that the modern football media is now that so mm. much social media is involved it's just you know just because someone's tweeting some nonsense it seems to be given some sort of credence well, yeah. no Roy Keane said it Yeah, it came from Roy Keane oh really Yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just Roy Keane saying it though was it, it was no. picked up by a lot of people but yeah, that, that's ridiculous that's, it's absolutely nonsense I agree with you but I'm just saying it has come from Keane who I mean Roy Keane's not got I, I sort of think I mean I didn't, I didn't see the because um, obviously I was at the game so I didn't see the coverage I saw the quote that Roy Keane um, I saw Roy, the, the coverage yeah. of Roy Keane saying it but um I don't know whether he was trying to say that they were celebrating too much, there's a job still to be done, or whether he was just saying mm. you shouldn't be celebrating a bit of a championship team. Because if he was saying that, well, may not have beat Millwall in the cup final when he was playing. Mm. But I'm I, pretty I, sure he celebrated yeah, but I think either case is wrong, because you oh, I agree with you. I think... a, a cup final is a wonderful oh. thing. But, yeah, but mm. we're a key, like, on his kids' birthdays, does he walk into their rooms going... What are you fucking celebrating for? <laughs> what have you actually achieved? <laughs> what, you've not died for a year? Yes, he has. Yes, he does. Do that. Stick it up your bollocks. <laughs> I think you know he does do that. Yeah. Like, we all know that. His is not a... The Roy Keane joyometer is not the one that should be <laughs> Doesn't used. Exist. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Does not exist. Have you got one, Roy? I've never really had calls to, to use one, to be honest. It's a waste of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, to Wigan, we're close again. They certainly were. 1-0 I mean, we up, Jordi Gomez. In, in the penalty shootout, are we going to ever punish goalkeepers for jumping off the line before the Do you the know what? I was right in line with the goal line. I yeah. was furious and, at that. And it was... So obvious when you're there in yeah. person. It was so obvious. And I, and I, when, they, when they saved the first one, Amunia, uh, for, sorry, Fabianski, yep. I thought the rest going to get that retaken. He must, and he didn't. And I was like, I, wow. I, was, I could not believe that. He, he narrowed the angle so much. I was like, I, I can't imagine many players could have. It's old Pat Bonner. Mm. Yeah. Pat Carson, Bonner, Pat Carson, Bonner Carson was doing the same thing. You know, I, I think all keepers do it. But that was, wasn't was that before they tightened up on it, though? Because yeah, there are supposed yeah, to be yeah, rules yeah. against You it. can move along your line, but not Yeah, the, the, It's like a out. token thing, like with the six seconds the goalkeeper holds yeah. the ball. It's almost like it technically is a law, yeah. but they don't really enforce it. And you're really going sure to go to a point where you can dink it over the keeper. The penalty is supposed to be, initially, of course, it's different for a shootout, but a penalty is supposed to be a punishment for the defending team. If the keeper is supposed to stay on his line to the ball struck, if he moves before that... He's, he's essentially cheating. It's like, it's like encroachment, basically. Yeah. It's about how many times you see encroachment, though. Yeah, and, it, and when it is, I would argue up. that a penalty is more important than encroachment on like a free kick or something. Like that, no, but I'm saying in a penalty, for people go in the box when it's taken, if yeah. very rarely is it pulled. But you don't back. have that for a shootout anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Again, also there's no one's being punished. In the shootout, <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that's fair, Jim. I, re- I thought the game was right. I, I was really interested in the. In the um, I think it's the first time for a very very long time that I've stood in with Arsenal fans. Uh, I took my friend for his birthday, and it's his, um, he's an Arsenal fan, so we, we went on together. And the last time I was there was about five or six years ago, maybe more than that, at an Arsenal Champions League game. It's a group game at home, and it was a bit of a dead rubber, so it was a bit different. Um, but when I was, because of Wigan's fan base, is obviously a lot smaller. Yeah. Arsenal must have had, I don't know the facts, but they must have had 50 or 55,000 there. Mm. Uh, it was like an Arsenal home game. It really was like an yeah. Arsenal home game. And, and, and um, the fans outside were so loud. I was like, this is an amazing occasion. Mm. They're really up for it because. Um, because it's a cup semi final, they haven't been to, 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 to a FA Cup final for a while, blah, blah, blah. And they were singing and singing and singing outside. Got into the ground, it was buzzing. And then I'm, I'm not, I know this sounds like an Arsenal fan cliche, but I promise you I experienced this. They, 
after about 25 minutes where I was stood slash sitting because you're up and down, uh, it got a little bit tetchy, like a little bit mm. like... And then, oh, it uh, does, it does. But the, the thing was, though, there were some fans who seemed aware of it and were trying to stop other fans Mate, doing that's, it. That's as, that really is as odd. normal as it happening in the first place, honestly. Right, OK. But yeah. the, the, I went to a few games earlier in the season. I went to the Norwich game and the Napoli game at the Emirates, and that had gone. And there was a real sense of relief from everyone, even the people that do that. Right. That atmosphere is gone. That was tangible. And it's, <clears> it's crept back because of the way the, the season's gone. It's, you know, it's become a repeat of seasons past. And, it, you know, it's as big a hindrance to the team as injuries and loss of form and, and everything because, because I, it just repeats that cycle. I'm not saying this is indicative of all Arsenal fans because obviously it isn't. And there were a, l- a bunch of boys around me singing the whole time, mm. trying to get everyone else to sing and stuff. Um, I, I sort of really want to say, look, I'm not really an Arsenal fan, but then that would have might have got me in more trouble, so I just kept quiet. But um, I think he'd been fine. Yeah, more, probably more trouble, yeah. more trouble well, being drunk. I had a, I had a, I had a Muller light in me back. I don't, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. I don't want a breadstick snapped over my head. Oh. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, um, there was an Arsenal fan behind me. He was like calling out like Arsenal players individually, like calling them like names and stuff. And he was like, had an Arsenal shirt on at the time. It's really yeah. odd. Okay, we've said this before. At that point, you're not a supporter. You're a heckler. Yeah, <laughs> you essentially are a heckler. Yeah, tell exactly. that for the fucking Mars advert. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, yeah! Went out for that. Yeah, that's that's a really bad habit, by the way. Jim, Awful. Jim, surprise you're not in it. Yeah, I, uh, I did go up for it. Fair enough. I would have done it. <laughs> so on, 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 on the game, Good. on the game itself, I thought that Jim um, is a Nazi. After um, sort of did a typical Arsenal, knocked the ball around quite nicely. Wigan were really, really up for it, as you would expect. And Arsenal, just, it seemed to me, that Arsenal didn't really have the almost like the confidence. And I know they've had injuries and stuff like that. I didn't have the confidence to get themselves over the line, actually get a goal. Mm. And, and it felt to me, and I've not seen it back, but it felt to me that Wigan, once they scored, um, they almost sort of went into their shell a bit. And obviously Arsenal were going to have the lion's share of possession. They're going to have their chances. And of, and of course, they didn't mm. go on to, to score. Also, I think in a, in a quite tight, cagey, cagey game, if you do concede with a little bit of time left, your objective becomes one sole thing. So with a team that, you know... Let's be honest, Arsenal do have more quality than Wigan. You, they can just focus entirely on that. And they, they were in the game a lot more than And I was very happy for Mertesacker, having given away the penalty quite cheaply, to then score with his face. It's a real sign yeah. of, sort of determination and leadership that does lack from Arsenal a lot. But he's certainly not guilty of that. There was a moment where I was standing where, um, where the ball was, I'm not sure if you remember, slightly just before they scored, the ball was cleared off the line. And there was a good couple of hundred people who actually genuinely thought it was a goal and celebrated for mm. ages. And, and obviously it wasn't. But I thought that Wigan almost... I don't think Uwe Rosser, who I consider to be a good manager, would have told him to do this. But it's almost like they subconsciously just sat a lot deeper and, and really um, thought, well, we've got the goal. We've got what we yeah. came for. We need mm. to really protect it. I think if they had um, I think if they had really just stuck to what they were doing normally, they could have they could have maybe ridden it out. Obviously, you never know. But, and when Callum McManaman went off as well, that was a bit of a... Um, that was a bit of a blow. I think he was. He looked like he was a bit tired, really. They're a remarkable side, Wigan, aren't they? They really are. They just yeah. don't lie down. You know when they say, like, if there's um, there's like a nuclear war, there's going to be cockroaches yeah. left. The cockroaches and Wigan Football Club. Yeah. And probably the Wimpy. Yeah, that's true. That's a good just point. not going <laughs> anywhere, is it? Um, the, 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 um, there's a little bit of uh, annoyance from, from Hull and Arsenal as well. Arsenal a bit unhappy with their allocation of 25,000 tickets for the final. And Hull, uh, well, they're annoyed because the, the, the final will kick off at 5pm. The last train back to Hull from London is 8pm. Yeah. Pro- an- probably put another train on. Well, but, uh, why have just it? Just do a later one. Well, if it, if presumably, presumably, it finishes, if it presumably finishes in normal time, that's about 7 yeah. You can get the King's Cross for eight. Oh, come on. Yeah, 25,000 people. That's and if it, even, and, and, and and if it goes gonna... into extra time... I'll what try, I would say I'll is... I'll sort of try to be facetious, but you've taken it at face value, so... But what I would that's, say that's is... That's right <laughs> What I would say is, Jim, that uh, also one train would not contain 25,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Big train. Get like big a train. quadruple-decker train. <laughs> that hasn't like, been or, built yet. Get one from uh, France or something. That would be yeah, brilliant. Some of them will drive. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Some of them will yes, drive. It's not the first... Why is it at five anyway? It's not the first time that, like, football authorities and train companies haven't really... Thought this through? Yeah. Not talk to each other. Oh, they're happy to take the alcohol away from people, aren't they? Yeah. The trends, yeah. so people don't scroll NUFC mm. on the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Damn them! Damn them all, Pete. <laughs> so yes, the, the FA Cup um, will be uh, the final will be played at Wembley between uh, Arsenal and Hull. I think we all knew that. Yeah, but I just thought I'd remind you. Yeah, um, you, Jim, are, they, are Arsenal going to do it? I I do think Arsenal will do it. Yeah, um, I think Arsenal will finish fourth as well. Um, but, just because I, well, they can only I just first think they, they have to. In the league. Okay, sorry. You numpty. Cheap one. Um, yeah, I do think they'll win it. Um, just because they have to win it. 
they're under so much yeah. more pressure. Yeah. And um, they're a better side than they've been playing uh, lately. And I think the severity of uh, the situation of the, the final five games, five league games of the season means that they'll, uh, they'll pull it together. I, I believe in them. The answer is that essentially what form they're going to be in going to that game. I mean, they're mm. not in great form at the moment. That weekend game's come at a time when they're not playing very well. Yeah, but they've um, got the result. And, and they've got the result. On. And, they, and they may well, they've got a reasonably straightforward run in. If they go win all those games, then they're going to be in good form going into it. So I mean, yeah. the, we play West Ham tonight. Let's see how that goes. I might look very silly in the morning, but we'll do, see. Do yeah. people still do. sing the um, the Trembly yeah. Knee song about going to Wembley? Because obviously they do the semis at Wembley as well, so it's like my knees have gone off. No, that was a Spurs Trembley. song from the 80s. Yeah. Or is it just Spurs, though? Yeah, yeah it's Aussie RD, But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no... There's no, the there's ma- no reason for your knees to go Trembly twice. Some of the magic has dissipated, Pete, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we can all agree on Some that. of the trembling has dissipated. Our knees getting tremblier. <laughs> no, they're getting less tremblier. I think. Um, well, let's move on to the Premier League. It's interesting you say Arsenal will win it because they they had to win it. Liverpool beat Manchester City because they had to win that match. Mm. Um, the weekend, of course, marked the 25th anniversary of the Hillsborough disaster, and all the games on the weekend kicked off seven minutes later than normal uh, with a minute silence. And the atmosphere and scenes in the stadium before kickoff. That's a super Sunday. Oh, yeah. yes. It uh, was like they won the game twice. Yeah. And I mean, they went two up, and then they, it was like, oh, well, fine. You I mean, scored I, twice, we'll just win it again. If you, if you were shown that footage yeah. after the win, without the sound on, you would potentially think they'd won the league. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, the, the occasion, I mean, it was so enormous. that I know we have, you know, we're fortunate in the Premier League. We have a lot of big games every year, and we've seen title deciders... Uh, you know, Arsenal and Manchester United have played a couple over the years and whatnot. But this game, the 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 size of this occasion, because of obviously the, the history, um, the well documented history uh, on the on the twenty fifth anniversary, and, and and so much more, the the first league uh, trophy that Liverpool may win since I think nineteen ninety or yeah. eighteen ninety mm-hmm. something like that. It was just, it was massive. Yeah. I would like to say what absolutely enormous. Roy Keane has to say on the matter. Frankly, yeah. they're already celebrating. What have you achieved? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, I played in burger games. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have done. Yeah, I, I think that um, it was it was clear from the from the start that, that this was going to be a summer occasion. And just to throw back to something we mentioned last week, there was no goal music when Liverpool scored. Yeah, it was a proper roar. <laughs> well, they, could, a, they, they could have been. We just wouldn't have heard. Yeah, it. exactly. And, that's, and, that, and then the way that feeds that into loud. the point we we're trying to make, you don't need it. And and. Liverpool fans are obviously decent, and and that atmosphere looked absolutely incredible. It was it really just something else, and I love the way that li- the, the two teams were set up properly as well. Like mm. Rogers wasn't like, "Well, it's Man City, they're good." He was yeah. like, "Well, we're gonna, we're sticking with what we know. We're good. Yeah, we we go for the will." And and they tried to bash them out of the park in the first half, which they almost managed to do as well, mm. which is incredible. Some massive uh, massive events are a disappointment, and this wasn't one of those ones. <laughs> yeah. We went to a, we went for a phase in the Premier League. Of having yeah. seemingly quite big games between sort of Chelsea, May United, May United, Arsenal, Arsenal, Chelsea, and a lot of them seem to be damp squibs, you know. Yeah. yeah. And but this game, I, I never thought this game would be would be like that. I thought I mean because it's just because the two the teams biggest weaknesses at the back and they both just score so many goals mm. you just can't really see I just don't think they've got the capacity to do it yeah. if Liverpool if Liverpool at any stage between now and the end of the season um, or or any stage over the last couple of months just try to shut up shop and not play, they, they wouldn't be successful no. that's and not th- what their strength is and I think there's few teams as well that have gone for the league in recent years where all the neutrals or certainly an enormous chunk of the neutrals are behind yeah, um, you know, in Liverpool's case. But people also say that Liverpool can see too many goals to win the title. But actually, at home against top teams, that's not true. I think I think they've played six. I think in, in the six games they've played against the top seven at home, or the five games they've played, because they've still got to play Chelsea, I think they've conceded like three goals. <laughs> I'd love that argument. Well, you conceded too many goals. Yes, but we've got Scored enough goals. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you'd have shown a, a video of Coutinho's uh, winner, can, mm. like, I don't think even he would have believed that he'd, he'd be able yeah. to hit the target, because the first couple of shots he had mm. were yeah. awful. And he seemed quite... I, I remember thinking, just before that went in, I was, I was just sat at home watching it. I just remember thinking to myself, oh, he looks really tired. And he still managed to keep his um, composure and his technique and everything. Well, in the first half, Liverpool looked a different gear, didn't they? The pace. We've, we've seen it so many times from them this season, just come out of the blocks flying. What about Sterling's goal? Oh. I'm just going to have a little second and then slot it in the corner. I mean, that's it. It was just, there was company and heart, and the way he just... Just took heart out of the game. He just, yeah, he just, he just, <laughs> he, he had the ball, you know, a few minutes into the game, five minutes, whatever it was, in front of the cop in that game, to have that composure and then to just stop and think, yeah, I'll knock it past and then well, one nil. They maybe. just can't deal. No team that I've seen can deal with Liverpool's pace in the counter attack. Mm. And so, and so, when when Liverpool come out the blocks like that, as they always do this season, and they flew at City, 
And I think... I mean, so the Suarez played the ball through to Sterling. Yeah. And I think Hart panicked a little bit. And I, I'll tell you a couple of things on that goal, just a couple of observations. Vincent Company always, always defends on the front foot. He can't defend any other way. Yeah. So he's, he's, his lack of flexibility in, 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 as a defender, obviously he's a great player, but his lack of flexibility as a defender is something that keeps him from being one of the world's best defenders, in my yeah. view. And he always defends on the front foot, which means he makes decisions, but he doesn't always need to make them. And then Joe Hart also panicked and came out. Yeah. And, when, and as a keeper, as we all know... When you come out, you can't go back. There's no, there's, what's he mm. going to do? Turn around, run back towards his goal? <laughs> yeah, he can't. Right. He, he can't take a back step. He can't do anything. So once he's made a decision, that decision's made. That's why they always say, if you're a keeper, if you're not sure, stay at home because you, you'll 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 make yeah. yourself look silly. Well, we've said this before. Hearts charged out before. Yeah, but the composure Stone showed at his age in a game of that magnitude, given that he's been in and out of the team mm. earlier in the season for not showing the discipline and for various different reasons. To come in and do that, I thought was absolutely superb, and it does bode well. If he can keep his feet on the ground, he could be such a big player. Yeah, he really could. Do you and think Clattenburg should have sent off Suarez for his dive? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a second. It was a, absolutely a dive, wasn't it? It was shocking. I really. couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Whether, I mean, because obviously you can have contact and you can also mm. have a dive as well. So, I mean, we still would have been within his rights to send him off if he wanted to. But I couldn't tell whether Di Michaelis caught him with his trailing foot or not. It I just always assume Di like Michaelis has messed up somehow, so I just give him the Maybe it's that. Maybe subconsciously I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah Di Michaelis must have found that. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, Suarez was also denied a penalty at one point, and Martin Skirtle yeah. did punch the ball away at some point. Yeah. Oh, there were that a couple was a shocker, wasn't it? Dodgy moments, it was a sh- but isn't it incredible? You look at it and think, it could have swung well, either Jekko way. should have had a penalty with that Sarko challenge as well. Well, it oh, did, I mean, all of these events didn't kind of overshadow what was a great, great... Yeah, totally. It's impossible going to referee for Clattenburg. The pace of it... Do you, I lo- I love do you think that Clattenbergs, the word Clattenberg sounds like a drum kit falling over? Clattenberg. Yeah, it's like on I think the Premier League probably thought, this is, this is um, a massive occasion. Who are we going to get? Who, who, <laughs> we need a referee who's not going to be intimidated. Who thinks he's bigger than the occasion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. I wasn't surprised when he shall trotted we, out. Shall we break out Robo Ref 2000? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello. There's a really great bit. I am Clatten, but. There's a really great bit in the punditry where Gary Neville pointed out where he said that look how well Clattenburg keeps up with play against like, oh, yeah. top athletes. To know. be fair. It's, it, they're not exactly known, really, for being top athletes. Referees, and then, right. and this day and age, they have to be, especially in a game like that. I mean, if you said to anyone, any sort of casual person who likes running or keeps active, oh, yeah. you've got to keep up with Raheem Sterling for ninety minutes. I mean, it's ridiculous. But also, yeah. it's the mental uh, uh, exhaustion as yeah, well. Of course, Having yeah. you, I mean, yeah. he's focused more than the players. I mean, mm. exactly because we, we've done games before where we, we've just played ki- casual kick arounds and stuff, and we've had to rotate out and have a get ten minutes going doing the referee with the whistle yeah, and that stuff. Hit that. Yeah. Hit How negative. difficult is it to not let your mind wander and think about something else? Yeah, yeah. But I don't even like managing. When I have set up a team to play 11s, I usually get you to manage because you shout at people. I don't like doing it. Sort of, sort of a <laughs> natural leader. But, um, <laughs> but you could make an argument, going back to the game, you can make an argument that's, that company was at fault for all of the yeah. goals. Because he, he, he clouded, um, or he sort of, he sort of um, blocked Hart's view for the header. For, no, no, oh, sorry, for the, for the first goal. One, yeah. He let Skirtle go for the second goal and obviously the mistake he made for the third. Mm. Skirtle's header was brilliant, though. Um, brilliant, yeah, yeah. A lot of people say oh, that was a very simple goal. He had a lot to do there. He's been one of the best defenders in the Premier League this season. Mm. He's got a lot of goals yeah. of late. So well. Seven really Premier League goals up. this season. But a lot of them have come recently as well. He scored two in one game recently, I seem to remember, yeah. Yeah, it, I remember that as well. But in the second half, it was so different the way, obviously, Liverpool... You can't keep that up the whole game, but City just suddenly thought, hang on a minute, we're a decent side yeah, as well. We're not having this. And they came back into it, and your man James Milner made a difference, didn't he, when he came on? Mm. I, th- I think that Liverpool's great strength against good teams can sometimes come back to haunt them based on that, because you go 2 them up, and you think, well, bloody hell, that's a good score, we'll take that all day. Yeah. yeah. But then, if you continue to attack, you leave gaps. But it's so blistering. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is, if they, they almost gamble early on, if it, we're ruthless, we'll go a goal or two up, uh, they do it against every try and do it against every team. But once they are 2 up, if they carry on trying to do that, they'll leave gaps because people will start to get tired and Man City are a good team. So they don't really want to do that. But if they change their type of play, yeah. they're, they're not used to it and it makes it difficult for them. And so I'm not taking anything away from City who battled really hard to get back into the game. But it was almost when Milner came on and um, and sort of showed how Im- really important it is to make the right decisions. And if you do that properly, go a long way. What I liked about Mil- Milner's performance is he shows that he's... Some people forget, you know, obviously... He started out as a decent winger, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the answer to your opening question is... <laughs> but, you know, people do think he is that kind of, yeah, he'll get the job done and he's, and he's fine. He's got a bit of craft to him. Hmm. 
And actually, he when people say oh, he shouldn't be on the plane to Brazil and whatnot, I mean, there may be an argument there, but don't be surprised if he is. Mm. Yeah, I think he'll start no, the first exactly game. He's exactly the sort of player you need. Yeah. He's the sort of player that Hodgson will start with against Italy in the first game mm. of the World Cup because he, cause he is that reliable. But it doesn't mean, mm. he's, it doesn't mean he's just that. He can no, do other course, things as well. Course, I was going to say to you about the winner Liverpool scored against the momentum of the play and stuff, which is so impressive. Um, it's a, a, an absolutely textbook example of how ruthlessly mistakes are punished. At the yeah, level. absolutely. I mean, you know, you make one mistake, and it wasn't even that bad. Yeah, it was. It was a terrible clearance. Yeah. Well, it, continue had a lot to do. Yeah, and he, and he's just ruthlessly punished him, and that's that. And that could be if you if you extrapolate that out, we'll see how it pans out. But that could be the thing that cost him the title. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, the Chelsea game now becomes massive because you know Jose Mourinho knows how to blunt an attack an attacking team yes. more than anybody. Yeah, so it's going to be fascinating. Mourinho, I mean, he, will ju- he will just try and put them in a vice. Well, yeah. we'll see, won't we? But I mean, Jordan Henderson, it's yeah. a big miss. But I mean, you'd think that Lucas or Joe Allen will come in and start there. I and... think Joe Allen probably was. Well, they're tactically more. flexible enough to, to don't always have to play that diamond, so you, <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily have to replace like again one of the great strengths of that Liverpool side and Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I thought um, just on far point of Man City's um, point of view, I thought Garcia found it really difficult when he came off a tour. Yeah, I mean, Torres got his faults and stuff and it can sometimes sort of let you down but Garcia's not in the same same no. bracket really horrible difficult, way to get injured isn't it difficult shanking game. a foot yeah. shanking the ball over yeah. the bar difficult uh, difficult game to come in as a sub yeah oh, mate. <laughs> listen after 15, 16 minutes everyone's yeah. just about warmed up um, I was also I just also wanted to mention that earlier in the season I said that um, I thought Liverpool were a better team without Gerrard in it um, I, was, I did think that at the time, but the second half of the season, he has been so good. Yeah, he has been so good. And it was nice to see him not giving Jeff Shreves anything in an interview. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I thought that was poor by Shreves because, because really, because, well, I know. I'll tell you why though, because um, you know how we said Milner won't let you down. Yeah, he yeah. will. Well, Shreves, he, he, he sort of wanted. He was trying to get Gerard to say they're going to win the title. Mm. And it was clear that Gerard wasn't going to say that. And rather than just use his moment properly and get a good interview out of him, he just kept trying to push the point. Yeah. And it, was, it was a bit of a waste of time, I thought. Yeah, Which is well, a shame after such a big game. Yeah, totally. Liverpool fans need to hope that Gerrard's not been emotionally drained by that. Yeah. Because like, they've got to go again at the weekend. But I think that's... It's no, the, I, I don't think there's any danger of that. He's so experienced now, and this means everything to him. But that, huddle, everything. that huddle was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, but this is the Brendan Rodgers factor, I'm sure. He is instilled in those players. Every game, just we take one game at a time, because some managers would get a little bit, oh, crap, you know, and, 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 and a little bit shaky at the thought of we're now in pole position. But that that team has been is, is tactically fantastic. Their performances have been great. They've got quality. They're not the best team in... in, in well, they're not the best squad in the league, mm. um, but they've, he's used it so well. And team the, spirit's good as Rogers well. Rodgers has mm. so much credit. Yeah. The way he conducts himself in interviews is such a calm... Uh, presence as well, and, and and the way he is with those players, you hear about his man management as well. He's so impressive. I think he might. Have, I think it might come down to Liverpool might have a bit more in the tank as well mm. compared to the other teams. Yeah. The Chelsea have still got a semi final Champions League to play. Yeah. They, so. It's a shame for Jordan Henderson because you, you saw him miscontrol and he ran after it. And you thought, yeah, the crowd are urging them on so much, and he's probably thought, I need to win that ball back at all costs. Yeah. And it was a red card, and they'll miss him for three games. He hasn't missed a game all season, mm. I think. Yeah, it's, I mean, Sturridge has um, potentially got an injury as well, which is worrying for them. I think he went off with a hamstring. So they, if they miss both of them yeah. for a couple of games or three games or whatever it is, um, it could be it could be difficult. But I mean, listen, they're not gonna they're not gonna have any. I, I don't think they have any trouble beating Norwich. No. They've got a good record against them. Um, the Chelsea game was obviously a difficult one. Crystal Palace away is tough because mm, Tony yeah. Pulis would absolutely love to get yeah, something out of that yes. game, wouldn't he? Mm, yes. And then they'll beat Newcastle. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. Very interesting indeed. Uh, down the bottom, Fulham beat Norwich 1-0. This is one I was talking about last yeah. week. Um, and, and I was thinking that the, the loser would go down. I mean, Norwich, we know how bad their um, running is, of course. They've uh, they've got Liverpool next, then Manchester United away, Chelsea away, Arsenal home. And dear, oh dear. But, <coughs> excuse me. But Cardiff beat Southampton away. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Um, amazing win for them. Um, I, and I spoke last week about uh, Lewis Holtby. He's only a loanee in the passionate celebration. Well, um, Juan Cala, the uh, the Cardiff loanee, got the vital goal. Great goal for Cardiff in that in that. Great win. goal for a centre back. Yeah, indeed. Nice. At the end of the game, he was. 
passionately beating the turf. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. I was like, yes, this is this is this is, this is a great advert for the loanee system. You can't really beat, <laughs> <laughs> which is needed because at the moment it's a farce. Well, yeah. You can't really sort of beat uh, dispassionately, can you? Really? Yeah, no, that's true. I'll tell you the, in celebration, the greatest celebration. ever beat of the turf. Sammy Kafour. Sammy Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, th- I think I think with uh, with with Cardiff in particular, though, you're looking at that result, thinking they've got Sunderland and Newcastle to play. Neither well, of them well, look like well, look interested in playing football at the moment. Yeah. I think mm. I genuinely think that that's a six. That's a guarant as guaranteed and as nailed on six points has been this season. I think Sunderland and Newcastle. Uh, Sunderland scored their seventh own goal of the season. I did, I did, like last week, West Brown, uh, West Brown, West Brown, West Brown, <laughs> West Brown. Adam West, uh, West Brown uh, busted his eye up this week. He's scoring on goal. He's having a terrible yeah, end of the season. Bearing on how well he played at the start of it. Nah, I thought um, I thought a keeper who I used to rate really highly, who sort of went off the board a bit, came back to form for them. Uh, David Stockdale, you oh, wasn't he just? Mm. But Marshall in goal for Cardiff was uh, was on good form as well. Zahar nearly scored a beauty at the end of that game. That was one of those ones you think, oh, just let it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Roddy Ager though? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was just going to. Pipe up myself about Roddy Yeager scoring a goal, but more impressive to me when that than that was heading one pretty much off the line late in the game. Those are the performances you need if you're going to dig in and stay up at this stage. I'm pretty sure that um, obviously he scored last week as well. I'm pretty sure he scored the goal to keep Wigan up at the Britannia. Mm. Is that in two, right? In 2011. Yeah. He knows. Last day of the season. Knows Britannia. how to do it. Was it at the Britannia? Yeah, I think it was at the Britannia. He, sc- he scored anyway and he kept them up. He loves it. Mm. Absolutely <laughs> loves it. Well, but I, I was just going to. The reason yeah. I brought up Stockdale is because um, he was playing under. Um, the, who's your man? The, the goalkeeper? No. Before no, before they had Stecklenburg in goal. Um, oh, Schwartz. Schwartz, sorry, yeah. yeah. Before um, before Stecklenburg came in, and yeah, he, that's and right. He, and he was the Stockdale was like an able understudy for ages. Just to mm. come in, I mean, he a good went job. out on loan. I think he did go out on loan. Ipswich, yeah, he did go out on loan for a while. Came back, and then obviously Schwartz moved on. And you thought, well, okay, he's going to get his chance now. And he yeah. signs to Stecklenburg, who's an international yeah, yeah. Well, I, Stockdale for me is a number one. You reckon? Premier League number one? Mm. I think he's that good. Uh, Maybe not. Uh, perhaps you know, not. Not at a club with Fulham spending power. I think though. They do spend a lot of money. Yeah, fair enough. The problem is he's had a lot. He's had some pretty dirty defenders in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of of the uh, Sunderland match, not even the Sunderland match to be honest. Do you see uh, Fabio Brini licking the telly? Yeah, it was weird. Girlfriend on it. Licking the telly. There was a picture of his girlfriend on TV. Like you're in in the middle of a relegation fight, and you you know one of your players is tweeting pictures of himself licking the telly. We should say that wasn't during the game. (laughs) (laughs) Monitor at the side of the pitch. Oh, he's licking a camera. Oh, fourth official, give us that for a minute. You shouldn't be watching that anyway. But if you are, I'm gonna have a lick. I will lick everything. <laughs> I'll put it in my mouth like a dagger. That was like that. Um, I will lick us clear of the relegation. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Oh dear. That was like that uh, monitor that was seen with a load of pictures of like Google image of dogs at the Manchester oh, yeah. United. Was that the Champions League game? It was, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's whatever. You see, the, the journalist, who, I, I can't remember his name. Um, I don't even know. I even knew his name. But he piped out with, a, um, with an explanation saying that <laughs> Danny Well, I, I thought at the time for my match report that Danny Welbert was running around uh, like a particular dog, but I couldn't remember the breed of dog, so I looked it up on Google. <laughs> and I love the idea that he just, all he put in Google was just dogs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> image dogs. Yeah. yeah. It's something we all do from time to time, yeah. I think. What's happening at a villa, though? What's happening with Culverhouse? My goodness. It seems yeah. a bit weird. Like, they've got rid of, like, this is, like, Shea Gibbons now assistant manager or something. Do you know yeah. the way, I love the way they released that as a press release. They didn't say, they didn't say, um, Ian Culverhouse has been fired or suspended. They just said, we were delighted to announce the promotion of Gordon Cows and Shane Gibbons. But then, then apparently like Lambert supported this move, so I want to know what has happened there. Wonderful. Did you remember, remember when Lambert, um, I think he celebrated a goal, like, it was like the back end of last season and Lambert jumped on the back of Culverhouse. But Culverhouse couldn't take his weight or he just moved forward at the wrong time, so it was a really kind of slow, sensual bombing he got. <laughs> Lambert, it's on YouTube somewhere. It's really I, weird. It's and crazy. You, and it tagged and a slow, sensual bombing. And You've, so, yeah. That's what I Google after dogs. <laughs> Sometimes with bombing. dogs. <laughs> dogs are optional and should <laughs> remain so. Um, uh, but uh, Fulham and Cardiff um, are, are the ones that are, are looking... Well, as you said, Marcus, you said that Fulham had to win that game to, and if they, they did, you think they might stay up. Fair enough, Cardiff also had to win. If yes. Cardiff didn't win that game... Then it, you know, they're so, well, who do you fancy then? Because Fulham are away to Spurs, home to Hull, away to Stoke home to Palace, whereas Cardiff, uh, home to Stoke, away to Sunderland, away to Newcastle, at home to Chelsea. I mean, Cardiff have probably got slightly the, um, the I think favourable you, I running. think I would go down the line. Of, down the fact the they've got Newcastle. Well, I'll go down the route of saying that Sunderland are bottom and down, I think. Norwich yeah. too. Um, Norwich, because they're running, yeah, I agree with you, they're down, and it's one other from that, isn't it? But I'll tell you what, I don't like the look of um, West Brom's running very much. 
and they're not winning anything. They can't win games at home. Yeah, so three 0 up and don't win. Yeah, that's. Just, I yeah, mean, well, isn't that the second time in a row at home? Considering they go on the last minute, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but because of their goal difference, though, they've effectively got an extra point on Fulham and Cardiff. Yeah, but if they if they hadn't conceded those two last minute goals, they'd yeah, have okay. four extra points and they'd be safe. They, they love a three all down there. They do. They love we, a we all do. Yeah. I'm not sure the fans do. <laughs> Poor people. Hmm. Poor West Brom so we'll have people. To wait and see. I don't really like predicting the old relegation. No, no. You always no, no. Look we want them all to stay up. And we Morbid. want them all to get promoted. I think the league should Just get one bigger big league. every year. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> FL 108 or whatever it would be. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Well, what about League One, though? Let's go down to League One. Wolves are promoted back to the Championship. Hey. Great news. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else thinks that. Well, I, th- I think that um, they're a little bit of a wobble, didn't they? They did. They were, they had, uh, um, a period where they drew and lost one after the other, and you thought, "Hang on a minute!" They had a really shit result against Crawley, I think it was, and yeah. but anyway, they um, they're all they're sort of always going to get promoted. I mean, thirteen yeah. points clear or something. So, well done, Wolves. Well done, Wolves. Good to see them back Brentford. up. They've got an amazing fan base. Yeah, massive yeah. fan base. You know, Brentford lost, but the Bees are still seven points above or in, in third with four. I feel bad for the O's. Because the O's were going great guns at the beginning of the they season. They really were. They really were. And they went in that period where they went five games without without winning at a real key period. Yeah. And if they had just picked up maybe two or three wins. Oh, their, um, their run was Roma-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, but Brentford, though, after what happened last season, at the end of last season, oh, they yeah, missed the penalty. You wouldn't begrudge them, would you? No, you wouldn't. Would you? You'd have to be a very. You'd have to have a very hard heart indeed. Lewin <laughs> didn't manage to do it this, over the weekend. I thought they were going to do it over the weekend. Oh, they didn't right? do it over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, they didn't do it over the weekend. Stop saying weekend. <laughs> they'll they'll do it over another weekend. All right. <laughs> There's still time. There's, There's loads time. of. They, time. They've pretty much done it. There's they're ten points clear, and, they, and the team below <laughs> them's got four games left. I don't, I don't think they're not going to do it. Well, don't lose to Braintree Town. Okay, that's a general rule. On the weekend. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go to Braintree Town. That would be my advice. Sounds, sounds like a racehorse. Essex. Race horse, I mean. Okay. Horses <laughs> for horses. It's an Essex, isn't it, Jim? Frank? It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There are trees there, but not many brains. Not intelligent. Is that where ones. the pink toothbrushes? Uh, I think that might be in Rayleigh. Oh, it is Rayleigh. Yeah, that's correct. What's the kids. pink toothbrush? It's a nightclub. Club. They've yeah. got cages oh, really? for women, I think. I thought it was like some I've massive there. big uh, monument. <laughs> like the Angel of the North. Yeah. The pink toothbrush of Essex. That would be much better than some crap nightclub. <laughs> Agree with me. At least go there first. <laughs> At least experience it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go abroad. Let's go to the league. Pete's probably done a DJ set there at some point. <laughs> yeah. Of DJ the giant ball yeah. of twine in you, Utah. Been, <laughs> you probably got off of lasses there. Aye. Shout out. Shout out, please. Um, Real Madrid for Almeral nil. Uh, Bale <laughs> scored again. 19 goals this season. Mm. That's really sort of gone under a lot of people's radars. It's like like only like 30 million a goal. <laughs> that, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's, always, that's always what happens to every British footballer. They go, it doesn't Unless how it's David visible. Beckham. It, yeah, well, even David Beckham to a certain extent, I'd mm. say. Just, you know, as soon as they're off the Premier League radar, people go, oh, he wasn't a success there. Yeah, he fucking was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's almost like Bale's playing in a really, really good team that are loads better than everyone else. There's many times the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Not better than everybody else. Well, more or less. Because they're neighbours. How many goals has he got in... in um, Classico this season, eh? Bale. I want to know, yeah. Well, do your own research. <laughs> um, yeah, only Ronaldo and Benzema have scored more um, than him for Madrid. Very impressive. Of course, they beat Dortmund 3 2 in aggregate. They'll face Bayern Munich in mm. the semi final of the Champions League. Pep coming up against uh, Real Madrid again. Mm. Lovely. Aye. Narrative mm. all over. <laughs> um, that's, gonna, that's just going to be cracking. Isn't Dortmund it? Um, beat Bayern 3 0 at the Allianz on the weekend. I know Bayern have won the league, but still, Guardiola's biggest uh, defeat as manager. Their, their record, I mean, if you take. I mean, it's not quite as bad as Newcastle sort of in terms of an end of season sort <laughs> it, of slump. It isn't as bad, I, is I'm it? I'm just enjoying the comparison. Is, but it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be actually in the same sense. Yeah. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. But, but if you compare it to how good they were before that, it's yes. almost a bit amateurish the way they're yeah. behaving now. True. Two losses on the bounce. It's not acceptable. Did that definitely have the local though, press, though, didn't they? No. <laughs> After the no. defeats. Didn't ban the local press from uh, doing the post-match interviews and then, um, uh, and then you know, get when the local press have a go at them, complain about it. Yeah. Pard you out. Pard you out. <laughs> It, it Sorry, op- we still talk about Bayern Munich. Yeah, you <laughs> in if we're talking about Munich. Sorry, yeah. it often happens with a, with a you know very successful unbeaten run that once the team loses, yeah. they then lose again and have quite a few oh, bad results. Orient and Roma, I exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, th- I think you know it tells its own story when when Bayern Munich have gone till the end of March without losing a single league game. <laughs> 
and as soon as they won the title, they lost two in a row. It's unprofessional. It's not acceptable. <laughs> and for that reason, chaps, I will not be renewing my season ticket by me next season. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Um, Atletico Madrid won 2-0. Uh, Simeone's men are three points above second place uh, Madrid and four above Barcelona. I mean, it, like we say, there's effectively four points um, above Real Madrid because they have a better head-to-head. Um, Atletico beat Barcelona in the Champions League. They'll be up against Chelsea in the semi-finals. Uh, of that uh, Champions League. Pete, I thought you might quite um, like this. Atleti's assistant coach, Carman Burgos, was seen wearing a Google Glass during the match against Getafe. Nice. Oh, that is wicked. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, Google, he was... Are they called Google Glass? Yeah. Or are they Google Glasses? No, Google Glass. That's a shame. The idea of a Google one, Glass, he has like a monocle. Yes, yeah. a Google monocle. Well, on that note, I actually read today on uh, that there internet oh, yeah. that um, Google have filed a patent for um, Google Glass, but contact lenses. lenses. Oh, right, okay. Yes, they've been developed it, for games yeah. consoles. Donaldson, well. you're Terrifying. having that. Donaldson, you must be having that. <laughs> well, I was a man you who could live in the internet. I was a man who bought an Oculus Rift on yesterday, which is uh, a 3D PC peripheral. Pete, would you oh, like... I like them since I've been bought by Facebook. <laughs> Pathetic. Would you like to live in the internet, Pete? <laughs> I, I would, actually. That's yeah. where I spend a lot of my time looking at dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and which footballer would you like to be your land? He'd like, for Pete, the internet? Pete would, Barry Pete, Dogs. You know, most people. <laughs> Good choice. It's yeah. a good choice. Speaking yeah. of Barry's, Luke and I saw possibly Barry Davis on the way to the studio. Really? Yeah. I was, I was possibly not, Barry Davis. Well, I was Did not... you just see an old oh, man? It's better than no Barry Davis at all. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I never said it wasn't. It's better than a Barry Davis vacuum. Yeah. Well, if know... a Barry Davis falls over in a forest, no one's around to see it. Some people say it's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that keeps you alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's hope, there's life. That's right. Well, I... there's life, there's hope, whatever. And there's yeah. hope, there's okay. Barry. Yeah, I didn't know Mark was going to bring this up, but I shall tell the story very briefly. We meet at Hammersmith Station before the show to get the tube yeah. and then Marcus was three or four minutes late so I was standing on the platform really? waiting for him yeah I know yeah. waiting for him <laughs> I, leave <you're>... it <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I was having a meeting that was an anomaly yeah. and um, so I was waiting for and tra- trains were going past yeah. and after a while I saw Barry Davis right. I think it was him and you said what a contrast no. to the previous trend <laughs> no, and I was, do you know what I initial thought was oh my god Marcus better get here anytime soon he's got to get here <laughs> because if he, if he misses this one he's not going to believe me and two when he does finally believe but it's going to be the worst day of his life, <laughs> like Brian McDermott. Yeah. And um, you know, you just get so excited, you don't like you, you don't know what to do. Yeah, you go, this what... needs to happen now. But... I remember being, like in a, in a lobby of a hotel, and the world's biggest McFly fan I was meeting in about five minutes, but then McFly appeared, and I was like, "This is the worst day for that person, and they don't even bloody know it." Did you tell them? I did tell him, a, yeah. a true friend would have kept it quiet. Yeah. But, to, but to finish the story off, because we just look like a complete weirdo, <laughs> Marcus obviously turned up, yeah. didn't know I was in a Barry Davis fog, <laughs> and, and sort of ushered me on the waiting train. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but Marcus, Marcus, I, I think that's Barry Davis. <laughs> and, and the doors closed. Oh, no. So we bent down, we're looking through the window, and he was going, I'm not sure if it is him. I don't know if it is him. We must look like Sliding doors. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I'm going to say, in summary... It was definitely him. In, <laughs> in summary, Barry Davies. I'm not. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah, could have been Barry. Could have been him. Could yeah. have been Barry. And you have to say that's magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, where were we? Atletico Madrid. Google Glass. Oh yes, oh, that's right. Um, Granada beat Barcelona one nil. Mm. They're in trouble and the fans are not happy. They, they, um, Barcelona. When they returned from Granada, uh, obviously they. The, they went back to the new camp so the players could get their cars and drive home. But the fans were outside chanting. They're accusing players of saving themselves with the World Cup. And they're also unhappy with Andonio, Andoni Subizureta, sorry, the club sporting director. I did like this. In amongst other nasty shouts, apparently they were shouting, You're ridiculous, all of you. Get out, you first Zuby. <laughs> Specific <laughs> hatred. Yeah. Usually it's the keeper that shouts, get out. Yeah, get after, out. After Very organised. I wonder, yeah. wonder what their exact sort of rotor of people leaving is. <laughs> well, Jim, start with Zuby Zureta. <laughs> Do you remember when, um, when... He's number one in the squad, so it's funny. Barcelona were really good, and then we chatted about them, and you said, oh, yeah, their admin's really good, total admin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But their admin's fallen to pieces. Exactly. It? So I've got another example of it, because, you know, obviously they, they mucked up and um, Sandra lost out to stand down because of the name, yeah. I think. I read today, and it, I, I, have to, <laughs> I have to sort of caveat this by saying it was a translated into English marker piece, so it might not be quite on the detail, but, oh, but you're definitely coming on the side of Steve Bruce isn't a Nazi. But yeah. you'll have a go with this one. Well, Bruce, he gets the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 no doubt. Anyway, I read apparently, <laughs> I read apparently that they, <laughs> Barcelona accidentally announced their plans to change their manager, uh, Tata Martino, in the summer and some stuff about uh, Lionel Messi. Um, because someone sent a WhatsApp message to the wrong person. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow. And it's one of those things that I just really, really want to be true. 
So it, I don't care yeah. about it. No, 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 it can't, it can't be because it would be a fax to the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but What's you can facts? imagine if anyone was going to be using WhatsApp, it would be an ex Guardiola team, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So. Um, uh, Atletico Madrid, march on, they march on. Just before we go um, to the Middle East, I was in Poland on, on the weekend, saw Wisla Krakow play, they lost 1-0 on the weekend. Um, a ticket was £1. Oh, wow. You can't argue with that, can you? A scarf was seven times the amount of a match day ticket. Wow. Wow, so if, 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 that, if that was yeah. um, at Wembley for the semi-final of the weekend, that yeah. means... Um, in order to buy a scarf outside Wembley, on that basis, mm. it would have cost me £420. <laughs> wow. Are, are they not saying that the quality of football is one-seventh of a scarf? <laughs> I think so, Jim. <laughs> and would that be accurate, Marcus? Um, saw the game. Well, they, they lost one. It was hilarious because the, the opposition team, whose name I won't bother with, um, because it, I'll <laughs> embarrass <can't>. myself. Um, <laughs> they, like Mick McCarthy. <laughs> I'll just call him... Left uh, back. I'll just call him Oppo. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, the, the game started um, tremendously well. The, um, uh, the, w- one of the uh, the opposition players um, thumped a half volley from about 30 yards out off the bar, off the keeper's back and in. Wow. And we were all wow. sitting there going, this could be the greatest day of our lives. That was the only moment, <laughs> the whole 15 seconds. It's just a, a midfield slug. 89 minutes, 45 seconds later. Although I did see, actually, this was lovely to see in the flesh, um, uh, one of the Vizsla players... Barry Davies. Yeah. <laughs> Commentating, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, uh, one of the Vizsla players, right at the end of the game, w- smashed one of the opposition players and then kind of carried on and then did one of the other players as well after the whistle, I think. And the referee was like, right, yellow for that one, yellow for that one, you're <laughs> off. <laughs> In the same yeah. motion, that's brilliant. <laughs> isn't it just? Excellent. I was like, that's worth a pound, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely marvellous stuff, yeah. Um, so oh, and there was a terrible missed penalty as well. So, what? Well, how was it missed? Sent it blazed wide, oh, and it? the guy was booed off when he got so. That's class. Brilliant. Five thousand people in a thirty odd thousand stadium. It's not great. Is it? More noise than than some Premier League grounds. Yeah, more noise. So yeah, that was uh, there. You go, crack off, lovely place. Go and visit, and, and make sure you see Vizsla while you're there, and do buy a scarf, otherwise that club will go under. Now, um, <laughs> it's let's not a demand your place when I listen to that. Suppose <laughs> I can listen to this to the show on the way. <laughs> Commute to Poland. Um, let's go to Iran. In Iran, eh? During an Iranian league match, um, did you see this? Have you seen this? Jim, you've seen this. Mm. Uh, a substitute made a goal line uh, clearance when an attacker rounded the keeper. But the substitute yeah. was still an unused substitute at the time. What, bib on? He, he would, yeah, yeah, he was warming up. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he rounded the keeper, uh, the, 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 the forward player, slotted it for what he thought was going to... So, presumably the referee sent him off, but that wouldn't have made any difference. Well, the referee oh, gave him not a, even the best bit. The referee gave him a red card, which obviously didn't have any consequence on the match, and an indirect free kick was awarded on the six-yard line, which amounted to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect crime. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm struggling to see why that's... I mean, that's... Isn't that the letter of the law? This is, you know. Yeah. I can Why imagine, aren't more people doing this? I can imagine, <laughs> I can imagine Brendan Rodgers reading that yeah. story before the last day of the season, yep. just going to himself, OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect... There's got to be some sort of fine involved. They, they, can't, they can't get away with that. Like some sort of banning of, of, of points to duck. Well, fortunately, like the was team the, won 2-0. OK. Was the sub a uh, keeper, I like to think? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah. he was, wasn't he? OK. He saved it. He still did. He have his gloves on. Do you know what the funny thing was, though? Actually, he saved it with his head, like he headed it over the bar. <laughs> Just use your hands. You've got that far. <laughs> Stop making it up for yourself. Yeah. Use a trowel. Shoot the ball with a gun. Yeah. Now is not the time to be honourable. Yeah, bring yeah. a cricket bat out. It doesn't matter. The offence is still the same. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember a Champions League game? You better not use me. He might send me off. <laughs> Do you remember there was a Champions League game where uh, it was a Turkish side who did it. I forget who they were playing, but there was a, there was a break against them, and they were clearly going to concede. So one of the Turkish team's uh, like staff on the bench threw another ball onto the pitch, <laughs> and the ref had to stop the game. Wow! But that's Amazing. the thing, though. You're right. What, what I like the... to see more of this. I mean, it's not, not very creative. <laughs> creative, yeah, yeah. Bending the rules. rules are there to be disregarded. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> Liverpool versus Manchester City? That happening? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, right, and lastly, to Brazil. I've got a Pele update for you all. Uh, he's recently unveiled his latest business venture, which is him selling strands of his hair for around £4,500 a strand. That is steep. Very <laughs> steep. That's yeah, a lot of money. I don't hair. care if he is Pele. I know. You know. The strands will be fashioned into diamonds. 
and sold in a gold-plated box. How many strands do you need for a diamond? <laughs> is that even possible? Shouldn't Pele people... just assuming it is? Shouldn't more people do this if you can make diamonds out of your hair? Yeah. You can make diamonds out of everything, can't you? Yeah. Well, it just it takes a lot of energy. Provided it's got car t- carbon atoms, rude. Mm. Is that right? I mean, so, red, you're, so you're saying it's just energy that are in the way of people... Yeah, like making their hair into diamonds. Like, tell you what, could you make your hair into diamonds while it was still on your head? No, could you have that? like diamond hair? I think the pressures involved <laughs> might, might render that difficult. The way Pele's acting lately, I just after the World Cup just put Pele in a machine, make him into diamonds. Yeah, I'm getting tired of him. <laughs> yeah, in many really, ways, he's what selling he his hair. Yeah. He's yeah. selling his hair for four thousand pounds. That's a sort of thing. It's, well, it's, it's a shark has been jumped. If, if he did do that, Maradona would spend the whole rest of his life running around going, "There's zircons, there's zircons." Proper, they're rubbish. They're not as good as my diamonds. <laughs> Would you think the Italian police are going, hmm, yeah. take strands yeah. of his hair? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's a solid-plated uh, box decorated with Pelle in his playing days. A profit of the share of this will go to a children's hospital. Right. right. Um, it's a very yeah, convoluted way of giving money to charity. How much is that profit, then? Yeah. Let's have a look at the money. It, it's almost like if he really wanted to give the charity, he could have just given him some money. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than essentially deifying yourself. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> having, having a meeting at a charity. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, take my hair, carve, put it in the diamonds, put it in a gold plated box, give you a share of it. No, just give us some money. That's going to take ages. That sounds like it was like ages. Believe it or not, though I am Pele, my hair is not already made of diamonds. <laughs> so we're going to use an undoubtedly really, really expensive method of making my hair into diamonds, and then you can have some of the money. So how, did, how did the meeting go with Pele? Diamonds. Oh, well. It was weird. It was <laughs> very, very weird. He's losing it. It took a turn. <laughs> It took a bit of a we, turn. We on. sort of had to say yes because it was Pele. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was asked um, about his thoughts on the recent death of another construction worker on the World Cup Stadia, and he said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh because obviously it's a serious thing, but he says, that's normal, the stuff of life. These things happen. What worries me is the airport's not being finished. I've been travelling a lot and it's chaos. Now buy my diamond hair. <laughs> that's a big Priorities, issue. Priorities, eh? That's the big wow. issue here. Yeah. Thanks. What the fuck is happening? The Virgin, yeah. the Virgin First Class Lounge is not first class. Yeah. For me, Pele, it's a thing of life. It's the exact opposite, yeah. to be honest. Pele? Yeah. It's almost the final act of life, isn't it, really? I mean... It's a testament that man's football and career. That's not there with Beckenbauer. That, he, that nobody's set fight at home yet. It's not yeah. there with Beckenbauer, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. I mean, He's just shitting on his own fucking leg. I think you'll find I'm not seeing any slavery. Oh, turn this into diamonds. Yeah. But these, these people are held in such diamond. high regard that they can go crazy and there's no one to sort of tell them or, Pelle, or question mental. them. Meanwhile, Ronaldo's running out of his house to set Blatter. <laughs> I thought better of him. <laughs> They're all on the absolute piss take, these Brazilians. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Romario called him an imbecile recently. Yeah, good. Spot on. Romario's the only voice of reasoning. I never thought yeah. I'd hear myself saying this. <laughs> That's the state of things. So yeah. Romario's the one where we're all going, well, go on. I follow Romario on Twitter. Oh. He's a good He's a good follow. He's into his politics, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. It, oh, he's he's yeah. the only one, really, doing anything. <sighs> there you go. Yeah. Right, right, on to Pete's game. It is on to Pete's game. Thank Pete, you. Pete, last, uh, last week, Espen Barzan, want to explain that to the listeners who felt no. cheated? No. Who felt cheated? <laughs> Two years ago. It's not ago. the first time it's happened, is it? I don't so... know what happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> to be Jesus. fair, like none of us twigged that we'd already... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you got it either way. <laughs> no, we didn't get it. No, I got uh, it right, uh, the title comes from Matt Swan. So toss and Frink, you can dance? Stop Clive Mendonca. No, Stop Espen no, 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 fuck off. Right, look. <laughs> um, uh, and and uh, the clues come from Ed Stern, who's a lovely, lovely chap. Uh, I was born in Hertfordshire on the 6th of February, 1966. Stop. Is it Tim Sherwood? It's Tim Sherwood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 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 we were running late. Anyway, nice, kids. My middle name's Alan. I'm six foot tall, which is somehow taller than you think. My playing career consists solely of English clubs with at least one letter O in their name. Uh, on the 26th of December 2003, I played in a Premier League game against one of my previous clubs. I was tackled by their right back. He broke my leg, and I never played in the Premier League again. My first appearance for that previous club was four years previously as an 87th minute substitute for the same player who broke my leg in 2003. Yeah, in many ways, it's irrelevant. Yeah, Tim Sherwood. <laughs> um, Tim if Sherwood. anyone tweets me saying they got that before me this time, I'm blocking them. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Ooh. Yeah, cheers, Ed. You know what to do. Oh, that was that's the that's the fastest one since uh, Jim's. Uh, is it Pierre Luigi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that what, was a punt. what a punt! Yeah, um, Luke. Um, the only reason I know do that, by the way, is because my colleague at work is a Spurs fan. And he says they used to sing about Sherwood. He comes from Boreham Wood, and he ain't no fucking good, Tim Sherwood. Oh, right. <laughs> and I knew Boreham Wood was in Hertfordshire, so it's just a punt. There you, there you go. Yeah. Right, didn't, know, didn't know where the picture was. There was no cheating involved. 
I actually asked Barry Davis in the way here and he told me. <laughs> Let's oh, have some correspondence. Know. Well, so the correspondence this week, the, the question we put out there was similar to the opening question. A little Ooh. bit of a different flavour, though. It was, who would you choose from the world of football to be your flatmate and why? And how would you feel your time together? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ruben Evans comes in and says, Jack Warner. And I'd probably spend my time selling any tickets he had lying around to help pay the rent. <laughs> so you can't argue with that. It's yeah, a thought-through yeah, yeah, yeah. idea. Yep, yep. Um, Conan Rafferty says, I'll go Pep Guardiola because I can raid his wardrobe for when we go out in the night. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. You, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Conan, but Connor, sorry. I've said his name wrong. Conor Rafferty. But you're going to have to be slim to fit into those clothes. Well, he might very, be. He might, yeah, I wouldn't be able to, that's for sure. Um, Hutchie on Twitter says, I'll choose Harry Redknapp because we never have to pay council tax. Hutchie. Mm. <laughs> Hutchie, yeah. yeah. Um, Good. <laughs> I like this one. I didn't catch the guy's name, but he just says, Roger Johnson, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't catch your name, but if you pipe up uh, on Twitter, I'll, I'll give you a shout-out next week, I promise. Um, Nick Porter says he'd quite like to live with Owen Hargreaves because there'll always be someone home to sign for parcels. Oh. Yeah. Um, what we got here? Uh, I'd have Peter Crouch because he's practical, open bracket, changing light bulbs, cold bread removal, close bracket, and hilarious, open bracket, twatting head on doorframe, eating his nachos, close bracket. That's from uh, Beagle2 on Twitter. Um, Dan Smith on Twitter says, the old Arsenal back four, a well-organised, big-drinking version of the young ones. <laughs> you can't <laughs> like argue with that. Like you it. cannot argue with that. And I think I'll end on this one from Rob, who says, Rory DeLapp, he could dry me with his towel like my mum used to. Oh, oh that's, that's very nice, nice isn't it? Yeah. Lovely way to end the show. There, there. you go. Um, uh, that's it. That's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get in touch, the uh, Twitter is at Football Ramble. The website is thefootballramble.com. And the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. Pete? Uh, yes, it's uh, Aston Villa versus Southampton this weekend on Rock and Roll Football. Dead on rubber. absolute radio. Shut up. <laughs> FA Cup finalist Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain will be on the show. Oh, with good. That's a good one. Lovely. That's a good guest. Yeah. Excellent. Good guest. Mm. Good guest. Sit in and be mates with him. Good guest, good guest. It's not a dead rubber, that, because Villa is still fighting relegation. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. a word. I didn't mean to undermine it. Does, sorry, that, does that mean no, Pete, that you ignored that? Can I not sit in and be mates with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain? You've got a security pass and get in. So no, I'm not pass. sure you need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Airsight. Uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Beatles. Goodbye, Marcus and yeah. everyone. And, uh, yeah, I'll say goodbye as well. Goodbye. <laughs> This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code RAMBLE at the checkout. A better web starts with your website. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.